Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite podcast for attempted vampire slaying, heart-stopping, kidnapping, blood-draining, white oak-staking, and general mystic activity. My name is Beth, and I'm joined as always by my esteemed co-host Claire, and we're here to bring you the wild season 3 episode 21, Before Sunset. OMG. Only one more episode left in the season after this. Wow. And a lot went down in this episode. So many hijinks and low jinks. (laughs) Uh, It's really true. I feel like we've been saying that a lot, like, in the past couple of episodes. Like, oh my gosh, so so much stuff happened. This is so wild. But this one really took the cake. Mm -hmm. It was so fast-paced and so many horrible confusing things happened (laughs) yes it was really good though i loved it the the whole episode was on the edge of my seat it's a big old mess and there's some like real question marks in it but it's very entertaining (laughs) yes absolutely especially this opening scene (laughs) oh my gosh i know what the like when i first had it on i was like what in the whole movie is this what show is am i watching did i hit the wrong button (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So yes, we open on some sort of weird, creepy class diorama project kind of thing that has like dead little characters laying at the base of like the Mystic Falls diorama. It's a tiny town. It is a tiny town. But where has it been this whole time? I don't know. And it's like panning all around Alaric's classroom to like a poster board with world war two or no civil war sorry we don't talk about anything but the civil war in this class yes and then like historical photographs of dead bodies and a globe and textbooks although i noticed one of the textbooks said literature on it so i don't know what's going on there oh gosh and then uh, mr saltzman himself sitting at his desk twirling the white oak stake and looking pensive and evil Looking so evil. And also, I'm like, why bring him back here? We haven't had a scene with Alaric at the school in at least a full season, if not more. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the first time that Alaric's been back in his classroom since last school year. (laughs) Right, I know. And, like, no one thinks it's weird that he's there. Probably Rebecca has just been subbing for him since she knows all about the Vikings. (laughs) Right, she knows enough first-hand history to be able to teach the class for sure she's like once we get to the 20s i might need to pass it off to somebody who wasn't napping but (laughs) (laughs) but up until then i got you (laughs) so yes we see that alaric is back in his habitat but he's evil now and also at the school we have caroline who's on the phone with tyler yes they're having a nice chat I think at some point she says she loves him, but I forget exactly what they're talking about. I don't think it's anything too important. Uh, Well, they tease us with this whole thing of um, it's the party post-dance cleanup crew. And you think, oh, maybe that's going to, the whole episode is going to be them cleaning up the cafeteria. No. (laughs) No. Uh, Caroline's asking Tyler why he bailed on cleaning up. Oh, right. And he's like, ugh, Klaus is making me help him move because he's worried about shit and wants to leave Mystic Falls. And he's salty that you won't dump me for him. So he's forcing me to do menial labor. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's ever a case for using 
the fact that someone sired to you, it's definitely to help you pack and move, though. Oh, my God. I wish I could compel somebody to pack and move my shit if I ever have to move again. Okay. Anyway, uh, so while Caroline is talking with Tyler about this, we have some creepy, like, shadow zooming um, shots that are happening with that around. Sound effect. Yes, exactly. And then we cut away from Caroline and we see Rebecca has started cleaning up. I, I don't know if it's the gym quite yet or it's like some random classroom i thought it was the cafeteria oh the cafeteria yeah yeah i think so um but she's cleaning up and she seems a little grumpy because caroline walks in and she's like oh yeah matt like bailed on us he didn't show up and now here i am like alone cleaning up after a dance that i didn't even get to attend um even though i planned the whole thing (laughs) yeah she had to get that one in there and what i noticed is that she was emptying a recycling bin into a trash can did you notice that i was like oh god what's the point i just noticed that it was the tiniest recycling bin it was like one that you put under your desk at work and i'm like you're cleaning up after a school-wide dance i think you need a bigger receptacle i know it was the tiniest recycling bin into the garbage can so who knows who knows well rebecca has had a really trying day like she got possessed by her mom her mom tricked her into like being sad about her potentially dying just so that she could possess her body to try to murder her and her entire family. And like, nobody is asking her if she's okay. Like until a miracle happens in this scene when Caroline says, I'm sorry about your mom. I know that you hated her or whatever, but I'm still sorry because I know what it's like to be sad about a shithead parent dying. Yeah. It was so nice. And then Rebecca says, I'm sorry about your teacher. He seemed nice. (laughs) He seemed nice. Uh, And yeah, she is so sad. Like, she has no light in her eyes at all. She can't even be sassy. She's just like, fuck everything. I'm done. Yeah, I feel like she even looked a little different in this episode. And is it because she was like so sad the whole time? It's like maybe her hair was a little flatter. Yeah, something. Her like her eyes seemed darker or something. I don't know. It yeah, was it's just weird. like her facial expression was totally different. Yeah. Because she usually has some kind of like smirk on her face. Right. She's, yeah. We both did the shoulder shimmy thing. <laughs> we did. <laughs> that's the universal sign for Rebecca. <laughs> In American, or that's British sign language for Rebecca. <laughs> yes, perfect. But they don't get very long to uh, bond over their sadness and bad parents because somebody's creeping. I think Rebecca maybe leaves to go check on something. Or does Caroline leave? I I just watched this episode like an hour ago and I've already forgotten. No, that's okay. Yeah, I forget which one leaves first, um, but... Oh, it's Rebecca because Alaric comes up and she's like, You're supposed to be dead! Oh, yeah. And then we get his growl. I am. <laughs> oh, my God. That and is then, what it sounded like. And then he immediately tries to dagger Rebecca with the white oak. Yep. But, oh, my God, Caroline zooms into the rescue. She stakes Alaric with the white oak stake, but it doesn't kill him because reasons, magic. He's a super mm-hmm. vampire. He cannot be killed. And... It doesn't even slow him down, so he snaps Caroline's neck and drags her away. Yeah, and, and it's so creepy. We get this really weird moment. One of 
the first of at least two really strange, like, rockin' musical cues. <laughs> where he's outside for some reason, and he's dragging Caroline's temporarily dead body while he his flesh, like, sizzles like bacon in the sun. And it's like... I know. It seems like a weird musical choice because... I feel like we would want it to be like more like ominous and creepy and less like rock and roll in this, like setting the tone for this scene. I feel like they don't really know how, or maybe it's just like a mismatch of the performance and what they're trying to express with evil Alaric, but they're trying to give him this like, I'm a guitar solo kind of evil guy. Like I'm charismatic (laughs) and exciting and like a sexy devil. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What I get from from Matt Davis's performance is that he's trying to pull off an Elijah thing, but oh. he is no Elijah. Where is Elijah? No. That's a good question. We don't know. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> Where is Elijah? Noted. Hopefully I don't have to do it anytime soon, but noted for the future. Yes, please remember. <laughs> yes. She died as she lived, thirsting over a fictional vampire. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, some people put like their favorite cookie recipe on their tombstone. We (laughs) shall put a Vampire Diaries reference on yours. Yes. So all of that shit happened before the title card, which Mm -hmm. we get now. Um, And then we have just a bizarre scene with Elena and Jeremy at Elena's house. And Jeremy explains they are painting their dead guardian's room a darker color. But they neither of them have painting tools in their hands. Okay, so Elena has a paint brush that has like a tiny splotch of the green paint on it, but is mostly like a vivid red. And she's rolling yeah. it on the wall and there's no paint coming off. I took a video of it. <laughs> we'll put it on Instagram. It's so funny. Thank you for capturing that. Oh my God. And Jeremy's just spackling like oh maybe over the darker paint that, that It seems they, like he's oh. just trying like <sighs> straight lines around a light switch but like not up against it it's like abstract i don't know yeah like i understand that they're grieving so i want to give them the benefit of the doubt here but like a painting fucking sucks and b what are you doing just get those lockwood gardeners to do it (laughs) yes oh my gosh so yeah they're they're painting away for some reason and then um, Stefan comes over and he's like, hey, everybody, like, what's up? He's being all nice to Elena. And then Jeremy's all, oh, what? Are you guys like back together? And that's exactly how he says it. And it's like, weren't you just bitching about Elena kissing Damon? Like, make up your mind what you want. Like, he's being such a little bitch in this scene. He's like, can't you show some common decency and give us one day without vampires, man? And I'm like, vampires are not your problem right now. I know. Like, vampires are most of your friends and family at this point, And it's like, witches were really your problem this year. Yeah. And also, like, when did Jeremy become so anti-vampire? I feel like he wasn't before he left for Denver. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, the start of the effects of his ring or something since he's died That's a what times. I was... That's what I was thinking. I don't remember if that's a thing or not. I just feel like it's so Jeremy's personality to just be bitching about everything. (laughs) Right. But he storms out and Elena's like, oh, he didn't mean it. And Stefan's like, yeah, you did. Have you met him? He sucks. (laughs) 
And then ding dong goes the doorbell and Stefan's like, I'll get it. I'm like, you don't live here. (laughs) This is moved in. Yeah, just make yourself at home, Stefan. God. That's so funny. And who is at the door but Damon with a staggering Bonnie still in her 20s getup. Ah, yes. And she looks so beautiful. I don't even, like, know how to express. Like, she looked great last week, but I don't know if they just did her makeup differently, but her face just looks like a perfect 1920s, like, red lips. And I was just like, oh, my God, she's so pretty. I know. And that was, like, after she, like, went through some shit, too. I know. She she got her blood drink. Yeah. Got possessed by an evil turf witch. And she's looking good. I guess that's what yeah. Damon's blood will do for you, because she mentions that he fed her some of his blood. Oh, that's right. Yeah, to to bring her back. Yep. But then we stop over at the House of Klaus, where Rebecca has arrived. So Rebecca saw um, Alaric dragging Caroline's body back into the school. So she tells Klaus that, like, they need to get out of town like now because Alaric tried to kill Rebecca and he has the white oak and blah, blah, blah. And Klaus is all, well, we need to like stop and get supplies first. I need to get the doppelganger. So he wants to capture Elena so that he could use her blood to make more hybrids to protect them from the shenanigans that Esther has going on to try and kill them. And Rebecca's like, are you fucking kidding me with Elena? Why does everybody want Elena all the time for all the reasons? Can I not just have a plot line that doesn't revolve around men wanting to bring Elena somewhere, possibly against her will? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But she's like, listen, bitch, I am leaving town right now. We will protect each other always and forever. Our catchphrase, as you might recall, is on our family crest along with runes. And... Your hybrids are not your family, asshole. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't care. I need the doppelganger. I'm not leaving without her. And Rebecca storms off. And one of, like, the funniest scenes, I feel like, is that when she's leaving the room, she, like, runs into Tyler and she's like, move it, sire boy. Yes. (laughs) It's what he deserves. Yes, and Tyler's like, uh, what the hell? (laughs) He just makes that, like, confused Tyler face. We all know the one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we leave Klaus and Tyler to their home renovations, or no, it's not renovations, to their moving party, (laughs) and go back to the Gilberts, where Damon is really pissed about Bonnie feeding Alaric her blood and she's like I was not conscious or in control of my body at the time leave me alone oh my god I know it was weird because she says that the witches led her there and like made her do it right yeah and I'm like man fuck you witches I was on their side when they like cut her off for bringing Jeremy back to life but not so much on this one I know I I'm curious about that and why is it because it's, like, to accomplish, like, Esther's will and, like, Esther is, like, tied to the old witches? I mean, I think the thing is that, like, witches are sick of vampires and they want all the vampires oh. to go away. And they're just some dead witches who died 100 years ago or whatever. So 
They don't have any personal ties to these vampires that are alive now. They don't care if they all die. That's a good point. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. But Damon's really upset. He's like, I should have just killed Alaric when I had the chance. And I'm like, yeah, you probably should have. <laughs> he probably would have yeah. liked it. And Bonnie's like, well, listen, there's always like a loophole to a spell. You can't actually make an immortal being because something about magic and witches. I don't know what the spell <laughs> yeah. is, but I bet there is one. <laughs> uh, you know, this was the first big question mark of the episode. It was like Bonnie, like knowing that she could undo it. Well, it does always seem to be like there's a balance. So when you do a spell, there's some like other effect that happens and you can like tip the scales or whatever. But it's also like magic is whatever the plot wants it to be today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I just accept it at this point. Yeah. A lot of people make a lot of logical leaps in this episode. <laughs> but we'll get to more of that later. Yes. Because we have a uh, phone ringing up in the guest room where Elena is by herself painting because Jeremy is too sad to help her and she sees Alaric right. pop up on her phone screen and she she doesn't have a special photo for him it's just like a little robot icon <laughs> yeah it's like the original android logo or some shit sorry Rick <laughs> yeah you're not in her top eight not that special <laughs> and yeah she answers it and she's like whoever this is this is not funny um, because she thinks that Alaric's dead but Alaric's like hey, it's me. Like, I'm at the school. I have Caroline. You have to come here in secret. Like, don't tell anyone that you're coming or else I'm going to murder her. So we obviously know she's going to leave because she hasn't, she has gotten a slight self-preservation instinct in recent Mm -hmm. episodes, but not that much of one. (laughs) Yes. So then the doorbell rings again, but this time it's Klaus and Stefan can't get there in time, apparently, so Jeremy goes ahead and answers it. So Klaus is like, oh, hello, Jeremy. <laughs> and immediately, I think Jeremy says something like, like, what are you doing here or whatever? But Damon and Stefan immediately, like, come up behind Jeremy and they're like, go to your room. And Jeremy, like, tries to, like, put up some, like, half-ass, like, any minute, I, it's my house, like, blah, blah, blah. And... They're like, go to your room. As we know, Stefan feels very at home here. So he also is Jeremy's father now. (laughs) Go to your room, son. (laughs) Right. And like Klaus. So Jeremy does go to his room. And then Klaus is like, poor lad loses one questionable father figure just to end up with the two of you. (laughs) He's not wrong. But Mm -hmm. again, it's what Jeremy deserves. Klaus's character is just so fucking weird because, like, every once in a while he'll just, like, drop, like, some sort of, like, personal remark about, like, the Salvators or, like, Elena, and it just is, like, so out of place. Like, he's there to kidnap Elena, but he's also, like, has some comment to make about, like, (laughs) I don't know, their personal lives. It's just funny. I always think it's funny when he knows personal details about characters, and I'm like, have you ever been in a room with this person before? Like, why do you know all all about Jeremy's baggage? (laughs) Right, yeah. He's been in Denver. Was Cole, like, reporting on what Jeremy was writing in his Denver diary or something? Oh, yeah, probably when they were, like, doing that prehistoric FaceTime uh, app. Oh, there's some more great prehistoric apps later on. Yes. (laughs) Chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, Klaus is like, listen, I need the road trip essentials. Spare tire, flashlight, doppelganger. Oh. And they close the door in his face like, uh, nope, sorry, bye. Yes, and I remember that Klaus cannot come in because he's a vampire and he was not invited. Very good. Thank you. I'm learning. <laughs> and Klaus, like, crouches down on the porch and sees a newspaper and picks it up and, like, stares at it intensely. And I was like, is there something interesting on the front page? Like, what is, is he, like, discovering uh, some kind of mystery or, like, secret? But no, he just has the idea that he is going to uh, throw it through the window really hard. Yeah. And it cracks me up so much the way that they react to this. Like, I forget who does what, but one of the Salvators, like, launches himself onto the other Salvator's body to, like, get him out of the way of the newspaper that's flying through the window. <laughs> like, you're fucking vampires. The newspaper is not going to hurt you. Right. Like, they get, like, neck snapped and, like, staked on the regular and they're worried about the high-powered newspaper coming through. Although, I guess paper comes from trees. If... Like a really fast traveling newspaper went through your chest as a vampire. Would that count as a steak? Wow. This I feel like this is like a chicken or the egg type question. We need Mythbusters or something. Yeah. Is a taco a sandwich? Like these are all the same. (laughs) These are all the same type of questions. If enough force is applied, is a newspaper a steak? (laughs) But I don't know. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah. So meanwhile, while all that's happening at Elena's house, she arrives at the school and she immediately goes over to Rick's classroom where she sees the saddest fucking thing. Like, I literally welled up when I saw this. So Caroline is sitting at a desk and her hands are staked to the desk with pencils. (laughs) And she has like this uh, rag like wrapped around her her mouth like kind of like gagging her and i don't think we learn it in this scene but in a future scene like rick shares that it's actually like soaked in vervain so that she's like breathing in like little daggers like with every breath oh it's so sad why is it always caroline getting tortured i know why can't it be jeremy right (laughs) (laughs) he has a ring it'd be fine yeah but Elena's like, what are you doing, Alaric? Ah! And he's like, oh, why don't you go ahead and free her? Because he's being, this is like his new vibe. He's like, oh, I oh, yeah. I don't tell the truth. I say things in a calm and sassy manner. This is where I feel like he's trying to be Elijah. Yeah. But she starts trying to pull the pencil out of Caroline's hand and Alara comes and jams his hand on top of the pencil and drives it right back in. And it says, stop trusting vampires, Elena. Like, what? It doesn't even fucking make sense. Oh, because, like, he's, like, she trusted him. Yeah, because she said, oh, you said you would let her go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ugh. Yikes. It sucks. So things are not going well in the classroom. No. And back at the Gilbert house, Klaus is still trying to make his way in by throwing stuff through the window, basically. There's just, like, weirdly long shot of him, like, going across the street and looking at a fence and a soccer ball before he then (laughs) throws the soccer ball and some fence posts into the house. I'm like, okay. 
this is not the most interesting yeah and like this is another scene where they have the like loud rock and roll music playing like klaus such a badass throwing a soccer ball this epic battle the last stand it's like the alamo up in here (laughs) and he lights a newspaper on fire because he's gonna literally smoke him out but stefan comes on is like hold up put it out just got a phone call from Alaric, and he has Elena and Caroline, the only two people you actually care about, and he's going to kill yeah. them unless you turn yourself in. So let's not do that. Yeah. So they start to, or Stefan suggests that they start, like, collaborating on figuring out a plan that they could put, I think he says, put Rick down, mm-hmm. <laughs> is the way that he refers to it. Yeah, he's like, listen, I would love to, like, send you to your death, but that might also kill me and everybody I care about, so no thanks. <laughs> Meanwhile, Damon says, oh, I don't know. Seems like decent odds to me. Let's just let him die. <laughs> and and Stefan says, well, then Tyler will die. <laughs> and Damon says something like, oh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, he's like, so. <laughs> Thank you, Damon. Yes, that was funny. An honest king. Uh, and then Bonnie comes out too and she all of a sudden understands what they have to do in order to stop Alaric yeah apparently she was just taking a shower while uh, Klaus was throwing things at the house because her hair is completely flat ironed and straight it was up in curls like 20 minutes ago and she's in some like lounge wear instead of her flapper dress Oh, good point. I didn't notice that. It was a quick change, but she has decided she wants to use the same spell on Alaric that her mom used to desiccate Michael back in the day. So she just needs to get in touch with her runaway mommy. Yes. And she says that she'll also need a lot of vampire muscle um, in order to be able to pull it off. And they keep saying vampire muscle in this episode. (laughs) It's odd. It's like, none of them look like they have very many muscles. It's supernatural strength. (laughs) Yes. It's like Buffy Summers. She's like the teeny tiniest little person, but she has slayer strength, so she can like punch things really hard. So meanwhile, back at the school, they're still in the classroom, and Rick is just taking it to the next level, and he tells Elena that she has to kill Caroline. And he's, like, handing her the stake and, like, prompting her to kill Caroline. And he's like, isn't this what you wanted, Elena? Like, would you ask me to, like, train with you? You wanted to become a vampire slayer? Like, now's your chance. And it's so creepy and horrible. And Elena's like, no, no, like, this isn't what I wanted. It's super weird, too, because, like, he gives her the stake, which, first of all, like, she could just leave with the stake and then you're fucked, Alaric. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> but Yeah, I can't be <clears throat> passing that shit around like it ain't no thing. The way that they put the scene together, it's like, he says, you could be a hunter, Elena. You just need to kill your first vampire or something like that. And then it's like a shot of Elena looking conflicted. And then we break for commercial. And I'm like, is anybody oh. really thinking, oh, maybe Elena will kill Caroline? Like, come on. Yeah. Who are you kidding? It's so weird. I guess I missed that nuance, but yeah. That it's a very is low stakes cliffhanger. And I feel like they started talking about like vampire slayers a lot more again, like as like a collection of people, like 
you know what I mean? Like they didn't mm-hmm. talk about like Slayers for a while, but then they have like come up as like their own like group of people in this episode and like becoming one and like how Alaric was one. Just yeah. interesting. They tend to use the word hunter. Hunter. On this show. Okay. Yeah. But yes, we get a commercial break and we come back to the Salvatore boarding house where I noticed that their fireplace is so big. It's like taller than a human. Was it always it that big? It was. Okay. It was. Because I remember from last or two weeks ago or something when, who is it? Damon is like hiding the stake in there. Mm, right. Yeah. I just and never was, noticed it before. It was like his whole body was like in there. <laughs> So they are waiting to hear if Abby's going to come and help them. And Klaus is shading, or everybody's shading Bonnie and her mom, basically like, oh, she's so reliable. Like, I have so much faith in this plan. Oh, yeah. And then a great moment happens where I think this is the clearest we've ever heard it. So I had to record it. Uh, Somebody rings the doorbell. Yes. Oh, my God. It's even worse to hear just the sound without it being on the show. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, you would have to be like right next to the door to hear that. Yes. Oh my gosh. But I'm cracking up. <laughs> Abby's here. How does time work on the show? Was Abby just like chilling in the next town over? Because she got there pretty quick. She just went to the nearest Holiday Inn Express <laughs> and was like having herself a little weekend there drinking the housekeeping stuff yes we get some mentions of oh jamie got in touch with her jamie this jamie that but there's no jamie in this episode unfortunately because we can't let bonnie have nice things yeah yeah and um so abby arrives and she's like bonnie i didn't think that you would want to see me you know jamie said that it was like really urgent and Bonnie kind of sasses her a little bit and she's like, it is urgent. And she kind of like gestures her to come in. Mm-hmm. And we see Stefan and Klaus. Are they at the school? Where are they? Yeah. So they're arriving at the school here. Um, and Klaus is like, again, getting into like Stefan's personal business. And he's like, listen. Oh, yeah. He says that basically he's going to, like, take Elena um, from Mystic Falls, like, after all this, like, school bullshit is over. And Stefan is like, all right, well, I'm coming, too. And that's every one of Klaus's dreams coming true. It is. He's like, I got my boyfriend. I got my blood bag. We're going on vacation again. It's going to be magic. (laughs) And we're going to have all these hybrid babies together. Um, We're going to go see Genuine Beauty. (laughs) We're going to go to a great city and have a threesome or something. <laughs> Basically, Stefan's offering to be a throuple. Yes. And... But it's so good because Klaus is like, see, Stefan, this is what makes you the better option. I truly don't see what Elena sees in Damon. I personally think that she's wasting her time. Oh my like, God. Klaus, a a sassy bitch who lives for drama he's just bringing it i really like that we've been getting characters opinions on like who they are picking in the love triangle it's like on great british bake-off at the finale when they ask all the other contestants who they're rooting for and it's like oh i really think uh tamal should take it i oh no i like ruby like whatever i don't yes. they weren't even on the same season but you know what i mean but i do I we do. know that caroline ships stuff and aristalena mm-hmm. Rose, the ghost of Rose ships Delena. Now we know Klaus mm-hmm. ships Delena. We know Jeremy ships nothing. 
neither yes i don't know about anybody else has anybody else chimed in yet no i think that that's it you covered it but it's still a lot of people who have opinions it is on this yeah it's like every episode we get like someone new (laughs) next week i really want to hear what mary Kara lockwood thinks Yes. Oh, the queen is back, albeit very shortly in this episode. (laughs) Can't wait. But Klaus is really just trying to stir the pot. Yeah. And Stefan sees right through him. He's like, listen, you keep trying to make my brother and I hate each other, brother and me, grammar, hate each other. But listen, you only brought us closer together. It does not work. We have been through worse than you. And he's like, oh, well, when Elena makes her choice, it's going to drive you apart. (laughs) And this episode introduces this whole concept that they've never discussed before, where if Elena chooses one of the Salvatores, the other one, like, will have to be out of her life completely. And I'm like, that wasn't the case when she was dating Stefan. Like, yeah, it seems very extreme all of a sudden. But yeah, they definitely like set it up and they're just like. Everyone is on the same page with that this episode. It's weird. Yeah. But, you know, it's a teen drama. It's a love triangle. We need high stakes. <laughs> but do. my favorite part of the episode is when we go back to the Salvatores and Abby says, why was I able to come in without being invited? And we finally get an answer to the question we keep asking, like, who owns this house? Yes. Oh, I was so happy. I felt like this was like another Easter egg just for us. Yeah. I feel like maybe they got some letters, like, or notes from from the studio, like, hey, what's what's the deal here? We need to explain this to the audience. <laughs> right. Like, many, many weeks later. But... <laughs> Damon says that when Elena died, the deed was invalidated, and it's a long story. So he doesn't explain who owns the house now. Yes. But only vampires live there, so any vampire can come in. Seems like a terrible idea, but when has it never been a terrible idea when it came from a Salvatore? It's a good point. But at least now we have a little bit of an answer. Yes. And I like that Abby, like Abby's face listening to this explanation. There's like the briefest moment when Damon says, and then Elena died. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> she's like, hmm. but she was just over there. <laughs> and there's an awkward moment with Abby and Damon, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he's offering her blood, right? So mm-hmm. she comes in and he's like, hey, thirsty. Like, you want some blood? And she like looks at him like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you turned to me. Like, how are you just going to nonchalantly offer me blood? And he's like, all right, geez. And then he, like, kind of, like, raises his eyebrows, like, at at Bonnie in the background. (laughs) Poor Abby. It's been, like, two or three whole episodes since that happened. Haven't we moved on by now? I know. Which is anywhere from two days to two months in in (laughs) Mystic Falls time. Or two hours. Like, you never know. (laughs) Right. But yeah, we find out that Abby is there because Bonnie needs her help with the spell um, that they want to use to desiccate Alaric. And Abby says, it's too dangerous because somebody always has to say that when Bonnie wants to do a spell. Right. And yes. Abby hasn't gotten a turn yet. <laughs> yeah. So Abby like kind of starts explaining that it's, I don't know if she calls it dark magic, but she says that 
it will bring Bonnie to places that she won't be able to handle and that it like upsets the earth or something like that. <laughs> Bonnie says, don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> and so Abby elaborates that in order to desiccate the a, a vampire, they have to stop its heart. But because of nature magic rules, they also have to have a human balance or whatever. And Damon's like, what the fuck? And... <laughs> They're like, uh, oh, you simple bitch. It means that she has to stop a human heart. And I immediately Whoa. said, Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> I know someone who is currently available. I no would plans. like to nominate. <laughs> yes. But I also am wondering whose heart did uh, Abby stop when she desiccated Michael? Did, oh, good Does question. she have one murder in her past that we don't talk about? Maybe she does. And maybe that's why... Well, I don't know. I was going to say, maybe that's why she left Bonnie. Oh, because she was so guilty about a murder. But I'm not sure about the timeline between... Although that does make sense if... Well, because she left right after she did the spell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope this isn't foreshadowing something that's going to happen to Bonnie. Well, I don't think this... Well, I actually honestly have no clue, but I have no memory of this ever, like, being brought up again. So Okay. Or yeah, at least, like, right. that would... Abby's, I don't know. I mean, there's so much shit that has happened to Bonnie. Like, she's got massive trauma happening, so all of this is really coming to bite her simultaneously at all times in her brain and her heart. Yeah, it could be anything if Bonnie goes through more rough patches. Yeah. But it's a another dramatic, probably act-break moment there, where we're like, oh my god, what's she gonna do? <laughs> is it gonna be one of my top five characters I most want to die? And then we go back to the school and our wonderful moment of product placement. Oh, yes. So Bonnie and Damon arrive here. And I don't even know how to explain, like, what is happening here. So who's holding the phone? It's Bonnie, right? Yeah, Bonnie's like, I got this new thing set up on our phones so I can find Elena and Caroline's location. They're in Alaric's classroom. And I'm like, not even, like, find my friends now would be able to tell you what classroom in the school that we're in. I'm very no. sorry, but we get a shot of the AT&T phone with, like, a very grainy, like, Google Earth, like, early days, and then, like, yes. little pictures of their faces, and she also has Alaric on Find My Friends for some reason. <laughs> and David says, and like, oh, digital locator spell, what do we need you for? <laughs> LOL, oh boy. I just wish that I was in the, like negotiation room between like the AT&T product people and like who who makes these decisions like the the writers like the network is it like on 30 Rock where like they have to like show the microwaves I don't know I just always picture it being like 30 Rock basically (laughs) where it's like okay you have to work this product into a sketch have at it (laughs) I think my favorite like classic one is probably when Caroline was listening to Goldfrap in her car with voice controls. <laughs> yeah. It was just such a random choice of band. I just really love, I think my favorite one, oh, I really loved MiFi. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I will. The Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the pinnacle. I was just having fond nostalgic memories of a simpler time before we had such fancy <laughs> phones. Right. 
Yes. So this was like a precursor to dropping a pin, I guess. Yeah. But also strangely accurate for happening in like 2016. I mean, maybe there is only one classroom. So she's like, they're in the school. So it's the Larks room. (laughs) Mystic High is just actually a single, like old timey uh, one room class. One room school. Like, yeah. Like on the prairie times. Yes, exactly. It would show up as a barn on the little diorama in Alaric's classroom. <laughs> yeah. So apparently all of my dearest wishes were accepted and Jeremy has off screen agreed to be the one to get his heart stopped. And Damon's like, here, let me grab that ring off you because we don't need another fucking psychotic vampire serial killer hunter to be born if uh, you accidentally die in this whole plan. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, take off the ring so you can die for realsies, please. I know. That was my hope. But of course, fucking Jeremy's like, no, this is my family's ring. It's my ring. I'm not giving it to you. And it's my sister. Nobody's going to fight harder for her than me. And I'm like, first of all, what does that have to do with anything? Like, that's not the the ring doesn't help you with that. And also, no, you're like a whiny little bitch if she like says anything you don't like you just storm off and leave her by herself i know almost everyone in the show have has fought harder for elena than jeremy the only person who has not fought harder for elena than jeremy is elena (laughs) yes but anyway it's classic jeremy yeah but damon seems to like agree and he just says to bonnie like don't kill him and then jeremy gets to keep his stupid ring on Damon cares more about Jeremy's life than Tyler's. It's true. Probably because Elena would be more sad if Jeremy died than if Tyler died. Definitely. (laughs) But then Bonnie's like, oh, hey, thank you all so much for coming. Here's some of my blood. Please drink it. (laughs) She has like a little test tube full of her own blood. I know. It's so weird. It was out of nowhere, too. She's like, we all need to be linked by blood so that when... I stopped Jeremy's heart. It's connected to a lark's heart. So one of you has to make blood contact. And then I'll do the spell. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, tight. That seems like it makes sense and will be easy. Uh, whoever yes. gets the chance will make the blood connection. And the other two will hold Klaus down. Klaus will hold a lark down. <laughs> <laughs> but Klaus does have a little... Um nugget to throw in here at the end of the conversation he's like by the way you're all in my bloodline so you better not kill me or you'll all be dead i am the father (laughs) (laughs) but the salvators aren't sure if they should believe him because it does seem like kind of a weird time to admit it maybe he's just getting nervous and he doesn't want to die in there yeah but who knows scary mary's dead r.i.p girl R.I.P. So then we go into the classroom where we see Alaric is just like continuing his reign of terror on Elena. And he's just like being so mean. So he's like, listen, Elena, you have problems. You have no parents, no guidance, no sense of right or wrong. Um, so I guess he's, like, trying to say this to, like, guilt her into, like, being a vampire killer. hmm And he's and like, your so parents sad. would be ashamed of you. You really think they'd be proud? They were on the council. They wanted to protect this town from vampires. And you immediately, like, started banging them as soon as they died. 
And she's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They would love that I bang vampires. (laughs) Oh, and then Horrocks all like, listen, you have to side with the humans or you're just as bad as they are. That he's like, listen, you have to kill Caroline or I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it hurt. Like, why does he want to force Elena to kill Caroline? It seems like outside of his scope of responsibilities for (laughs) killing the original. He's just extra evil. He wants to recruit her as a hunter so that they can take on the world together or something. I don't fucking know. God damn it. But meanwhile, I'm still saying, Elena, he gave you the stake. Take it and go. Take it and go. But she tries (laughs) to stake him with it. I guess she doesn't know that the stake doesn't work on him, so... Yeah. But he's like, oh, I thought I taught you how to fight better than that. And she says, you did, and smashes the vervain glass. Or I think it's a beaker yeah. full of vervain juice. <laughs> You're right, it is. <laughs> They're in school, so Or an Erlenmeyer flask or something. Because <laughs> it's the one classroom, it ha- and that's why there was a literature textbook, and there's a flask. Yes. Like, it's all the subjects. <laughs> and... Oh my god, Alaric's reaction to the Vervain smash is so funny. It's just like, somebody told him, just like, keep moaning, keep like, making, no, go bigger, go bigger. He's like, Give us more, give us more. We're having a fire sale. Oh my god, I haven't thought about... I don't know why, like, I never think about Arrested Development except when we're talking about this show. I love it. I forgot about the fire sale. <laughs> but yes, there's a fire sale on Alaric's face, and uh, Elena takes the pencils out of Caroline's hands and tells her to run and get help. But she's gonna stick around because she's Elena and she just wants to die. Yeah. Why Why doesn't Elena leave too? It makes no sense. Well, she can't zoom, so I guess she doesn't have as much... Uh, chance of getting away before Alaric stops like being on a soap opera over there (laughs) whatever he decides to stop but Caroline quickly flees the classroom and she runs right into Klaus and they have a little bit of a moment so Klaus is like Caroline listen go straight home save yourself we'll take care of Elena and she like kind of looks at him in a daze and she's like Thank you. Yeah, and he's like fondling her neck and Yeah. He's all close. Whatever. Yeah. At least she's safe. And I noticed too that she has like scabs like on Oof. like the end of like what do you even call this? Like the corner of her mouth, like yeah. from all the vervain. It's like Joker lips. It looks so pa- yeah, it looks so painful. Cause I was thinking about, you know, if you're like sick in like the winter and like your house is dry mm-hmm. and you like get a cold and you like split your lip, but it was like that, yeah. but like just like all over her face. Ugh, <sighs> I felt so bad. Yeah, that was not pleasant. No. There's a lot of gross like body wound stuff in this episode. Yeah. Again, I think because they're at the end of the season, they have like their special effects budget to use up. <laughs> they like save it all for like the last three episodes. Yes. Well, they didn't use it on the music. <laughs> and I think Elena probably tries to run because the next scene happens out in the hallway where right. Alaric slams her into a locker and says, I should gut you like Brian Walters. <laughs> and I was like, wait, who? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> the animal control guy. <laughs> or no, sorry, medical examiner. I had no 
fucking idea who he's says it like it's like a well-known person or phrase or something and i was like okay not this one guy who showed up for one scene in one episode and was henceforth only referred to as meredith Bell's ex oh my god for the medical examiner it's like that's the the first name that he's gonna drop is like the big that was my best murder that had the most repercussions for all of the main members of this cast I'm crying. It was like a real life broken dance. <laughs> oh my god, it was. He goes on the wall of fame with Brooke and Darren. Brooke, Darren, yes. Brian Walters. <laughs> also, your alarm impression was very on point there. So good. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm crying. You really are. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you like Brian Walters. <laughs> I wish Elena had said that would have been the best. Who the fuck is Heather? <laughs> oh, so good. So many moments of unintentional hilarity in this episode. There really were. <laughs> Ugh, but then Laric's just ranting and raving about how Elena is the worst defender of them all and she doesn't deserve to live. And Elena's like, okay, fine, then kill me, daddy. And he's like, I yeah. want, I'm gonna, don't you doubt it, I'm gonna. But something is holding him back. Yes, he will not kill her. And then she's like, well, then why are you keeping me alive? Huh, huh, huh. But then suddenly but- a wild Salvatore appears and... Actually, it's both Salvatores. They try to get a hold of Alaric, and he, like, within two seconds has snapped both of their necks. Yeah, I think he broke Stefan's so- back. Yeah, there's, like, a lot there's of like a horizontal bone-cracking moment that happens in midair. Yeah. But Klaus swoops in, and he jams his fingers into Alaric's chest. Yeah. And I'm like, he's probably not reaching in far enough to touch his heart. I guess, like, he's touching blood in his body. But it seems like a weirdly specific kind of move to do that gets repeated later. Yeah, but apparently it's working because Bonnie, we jump over to like, I guess her and Jeremy are like out back behind the school or like at the park or something. They're in some wooded area nearby. Yeah. So Bonnie's like, they made contact. So then Jeremy's like laying down on the ground and she starts like chanting over him and it starts to get like a little windy. And then we kind of jump back and forth between this and the struggle between Alaric and Klaus. So Alaric is like about to stay Klaus, but Elena interrupts and she's like, listen, let him go or I'll kill myself. And that really gets Alaric's attention. This is not the first time that Elena has threatened to stab herself to death in order to like fix a problem. Yeah. As we may remember from the dinner party when she stabbed herself in the gut to be able to dagger Elijah. Oh, that's right. Wow. But Elena has suddenly become a genius. She has put all the puzzle pieces together. All of the math symbols floating around her head suddenly crystallized and she understands magic. She knows what Esther was up to last week. She does. And she lays it all out for everyone very clearly here. She's like, oh, I see now. Esther tied your life to my human life. And that's why she had to use my blood when she was turning you. 
And that's why you can't kill me. If I die, then you die. And that makes you not immortal. So you just have one human lifespan to kill all the vampires. Wow. And he's like, nuh-uh, that's totally wrong. You don't know anything, Alina. And she's like, oh, yeah. And she starts actually slitting her own throat. And there's, like, grossest sound effect as she starts slicing. Uh It's like... Oh, I know. I can't believe she went there. She was, like, ready to slit her own throat right there in Mystic Falls High. I mean, she's been trying to kill herself for three seasons now, so it's not surprising. But it's pretty intense. But finally, Alaric cracks and he's like, no, stop it. And he takes his eye off the ball for one second and Klaus just straight up zooms away and drags Alina with him. Wow. It all happened so fast. Mm-hmm. So in the next scene, we see Elena kind of waking up slowly at the house of Klaus. And we can see that she's like getting drained of her blood like she's like essentially like donating blood into a mystic falls hospital bag um and there's a nurse there from mystic falls hospital and she's like don't move or it'll make it hurt worse or something like super weird like that this nurse was so prominently featured in so many shots and like had a line when she didn't need one i was like this has to be like some actress that i should know or something and according to the uh, to a vampire diaries fan wiki that actress was uh, Stephen R. McQueen's girlfriend at the time. Oh. Like, that explains everything. Because she had, like, hardly any IMDb credit. So I was like, what, what is the deal? Yeah. What's going on here? That that mystery was solved. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, they were, like, prominently featuring her in this scene. I'm like, she's very pretty. Like, I'm sorry you had yeah. to date Stephen R. McQueen. I just assume he's like Jeremy in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because why not? That's funny. Yes, Elena's getting drained. Klaus is sitting there, like very pouty and grumpy, and he's like, "Yes, I'm draining all your blood." Ha 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 ha. Yeah, ugh, he's in a mood. And then Tyler comes in and he's like, "What?" Oh yeah. So Tyler's like schlepping boxes around. He's like very surprised to see Elena, and Elena's like, "Help me, Tyler." And Klaus, like, quickly interrupts. He's like, he can't. He has to go get some empty blood bags for your blood. (laughs) That's right. And And Tyler's, like, really struggling here because he, like, tries to take, like, another step towards Elena to go help her. And Klaus, like, stands up and kind of pushes him back. And he's like, forget the girl and get the bags. It's like when you're trying to decide who gets to keep the dog, whichever one the dog goes to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that classic trope yes this moment is giving that energy for sure and tyler scrams and klaus or elaine is like you can't take my blood because then i'll die and you won't be able to make as many hybrids as you want like how much of her blood does a a werewolf need to drink to become a hybrid like he could get a pretty big army with an entire human body's worth of blood yeah I do feel like it's a weird plan, though, because, like, if Elena dies, like, will another doppelganger be born or does it have to be, like, her direct offspring? I don't know. Like, they say it's the bloodline and, like... Yeah. So we don't know what happened between Catherine's daughter and Isabel, like, through the generations. Yeah. So I don't know how it works. But you would assume it had to be pretty direct because they didn't think there could be another doppelganger 
until they found out that Catherine had had a daughter. Like, they thought it ended with Catherine, right. but she had this big family. Although yeah. Klaus killed all of them, which seems to be, like, cutting off his nose to spite his face, but... Right, yeah, I guess... Yeah, so it must have to be a direct descendant. Like, daughter to daughter to daughter to daughter to daughter to Wow, that's hard to say. Yeah. Just feel like Klaus's plan seems bad. I mean, he's a vampire. All vampire plans are bad on this show, except for Catherine's. (laughs) That's true. Oh, I wish Catherine was here. I can't remember if she comes back this season or not. I really hope she makes an appearance next time. I know she comes back on the show. I just don't know if it's next week. Okay. She's got some interesting plot lines coming. Spoilers. I, I can't wait. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's like, well, I need Log to die, so too bad. I'm going to take all your blood, but it won't hurt. You'll just, when the last drop goes, you'll just fall asleep. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, she'd be dead before the last drop, like, went away. Yeah. Like, you need some amount of blood in your body to be alive. Yeah, this doesn't seem scientifically accurate. If you have one drop of blood left in your body, you can live. (laughs) <laughs> they don't really seem to understand the effects of blood loss on this show, <laughs> as we'll see later. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but that made me laugh. I was like, science! Biology! Yes. <laughs> You'll just fall gently asleep. But while this shit is going on, we pan back over to the school where a phone is ringing and Damon is kind of like slowly waking up slash coming back to life next to it. Mm-hmm. And Rick is yelling at Damon that he has to get up because Klaus is going to kill Elena if they don't get moving. Yes, and he can't go himself because he doesn't have a gaudy ass ring, so it's light outside. Oh, right. I'm like, you've been in this room with all these, with these like unconscious dead vampires who have gaudy ass rings. Why didn't you just take one of theirs? <laughs> like, what an idiot. He's not the smartest man. Maybe he doesn't trust rings now, although a ring is what made him the man he is today. That's true. I'll never wear a ring again. But he dispatches them to save the day. Uh, Meanwhile, Klaus is monologuing at a slow, like a very uh, slowly slipping from consciousness, Elena, about how he has his family now. His mom trying to kill them brought them closer together. I'm like, footage not found. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And... By the way, uh, you're the one who's tearing the Salvatores apart, don't you know? Like, if you choose one of them over the other, you will break their beautiful brother bond. Brother's bond, bourbon. <laughs> Sponsor us, Brother's Bond Bourbon. Yes, please. That is the, that is the name of Ian Somerhalder and Paul Wesley's liquor, right? <laughs> is it really? Together? Oh, yeah. I don't even know. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Oh, it's a real thing. <laughs> Yeah, all the times oh, that Klaus is like, the, they're going to break this bond. I'm like, uh, no, they have their own distillery, man. Oh. Well, I don't know if they have their own distillery, but they have their own brand. Yeah. We need to get some of this for the next time we see each other in real life. <laughs> yeah, somebody uh, please get us in touch with the Brothers Bond people. Uh, I'm not usually a whiskey drinker, but I will make an exception. Yes. Please send us free booze in the mail. Klaus in the scene is like, again, messy bitch who lives for drama is his whole vibe. Because he says, just between us girls, who would you have picked? Oh, yeah. I forgot that he says this. It's so weird. He's, like, really trying to get all up in Elena's business. I'm like, has he been watching a lot of Drag Race? Because that's what RuPaul says, like, when they're deliberating. (laughs) 
Oh. Like, during the judging sessions, he says, just between us girls, what did you think? <laughs> I think Elena... I was so obsessed with Klaus saying that line that I don't even remember how Elena responded. <laughs> and he's, like, all up in her face, and she says, rotten hell. Oh, okay, Elena, I see you. And he says, sweet dreams, because he's just going to leave her to bleed out. And I don't know, is the nurse still there? Is anybody still actively taking her blood? Or is she just, like, freely bleeding? What's going on here? Tyler hasn't come back with the extra bags. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, still pouring into the same bag. Uh, But luckily, Tyler comes in um, and he's like approaches Elena and Klaus is like hey like what the fuck is happening and Tyler has a moment he's like so much for the sire bond I'm not your little bitch anymore (laughs) and Klaus is like how could it be how is this possible (laughs) and Tyler says the most Tyler thing he says by breaking every bone in my body a hundred times for the girl I love Oh my god. And we're like, of course you have to make it about a pissing contest over Caroline, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Class says, that's impossible. Inconceivable. And is it Tyler who's like, my real love is stronger than this fake loyalty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, platitudes in this conversation here. Oh, and, uh, this is one of two times in this episode that Klaus tells somebody, you should be thanking me. <laughs> which I want to be the new drinking game because it's happened a lot of times this season. He said it earlier to Elena. Oh, right. That was when he was taunting her about the love triangle. He's like, actually, you should be thanking me because if you die, then you don't have to break up the Salvatore brothers. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) And he told that to Stefan like an episode or two ago. Like, you should be thanking me for like not you not having to like make choices in your life or some shit. I gave you someone to hate. Yeah, I don't remember why he says it to Tyler now. I feel like he just feels the need to say it to everybody because he doesn't understand why people don't like him. I don't remember how this scene ends. Oh, right. The Salvatores come in and in this ensuing scuffle, Elena just like falls down and bonks her head on like a step. Yeah. And nobody notices or cares. No, because Stefan's like too busy. He like walks in and immediately does the same thing that Klaus did to Alaric. He, like, grabs his heart, like, straight through his chest. And Klaus... They, like, really drag this out over, like, multiple cuts between scenes of just, like, Klaus and Stefan making intense eye contact while Stefan is holding his hand in his chest. And I'm just like, Klaus's face right now is saying, Buddy, I wanted you to put your fingers inside me, but not like this. true but we see bonnie and her like little patch of woods <laughs> chanting yep. over jeremy's body and suddenly like her veins start going slightly black which is a very direct buffy reference i believe to dark willow oh. but the wind is swirling things are happening jeremy is dying hashtag blessed and klaus oh. is starting to desiccate and he is just bug-eyed he can't believe it why aren't these people thanking him? Yeah, they should be appreciating what he's doing for them. But yeah, again, it cuts back and forth between Bonnie and the the house. So many times it feels like it's been five whole minutes that Klaus has just been staring at Stefan with this hilarious look <laughs> on his face. Yeah, but eventually Klaus kind of like shrivels up and gets all gray 
um, and like falls to the ground and Bonnie stops doing the spell and Jeremy's like laying there unresponsive and she's like, Jeremy. And there's this brief moment in there that I feel like Jeremy has really died and I feel a great sigh of relief. <laughs> but then she just kind of like shakes him back to life a little bit and he like wakes up immediately like it ain't no thing. Yeah, it's unclear if he died or not because he was wearing the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, I was looking at the Vampire Fan Wiki, Vampire Diaries Fan Wiki, and they had a whole episode summary. And the way they described the scene was really funny. It was like, Bonnie tries to, or Jeremy won't wake up, even though Bonnie is slapping him in the chest repeatedly. She's really wailing <laughs> on him. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she says, like, one thing in Latin and then tries to slap him back to life. And eventually he does open his eyes and they're, like, gazing at each other. And I really thought they were going to kiss, but I don't think they did. I think I averted my eyes just in case they were going to kiss. Yeah, they got close and they, like, did, like, a chest snuggle kind of thing. But they did not kiss. Yeah. And over at the House of Klaus, uh, Everybody is like, okay, tight, we did it. Good job, team. Uh, let's get Elena home before before the sun sets. And I'm like, Stefan, the episode is called Before Sunset. You couldn't just say it right? <laughs> right, I know. And I'm like, yeah. um, maybe you should get her to the hospital. She had multiple pints of blood removed from her body and then it hit her head. I know. <laughs> and she, like, stands up out of the chair. Nobody is, like, even, like, offering to, like, assist her. She's just, like wobbling like across the room it's like when Van- uh vicky bit her at the halloween dance and she was just like wrapped in a blanket bleeding freely and, no- <laughs> and like walked home right yeah that was exactly this except this is worse and like, everyone's right there to help her so i donated blood for the first time a couple years ago and they mm-hmm. took one bag of blood out of my body and it like destroyed me for the rest of the day like i almost fainted i had to like lie down in a darkened room for an hour (laughs) like they took at least two probably at least three pints of blood out of that tiny little body and she's just like oh i'm gonna clomp away on my high heel boots or whatever (laughs) no bag i don't need blood Uh, she's a strong lady i guess but they take her they uh the salvatores walk her home or they drive her home, and she's like, you're really going to walk me all the way to the door? And I'm like, they would die for you. Like, why are you surprised? I, I know. <laughs> and then we have uh, to have a serious love triangle moment. Uh, it is so serious. So Elena, I guess maybe she's feeling woozy from all the blood being <laughs> lost, but she's being very honest here. And, like, th- she, like, walks into her house, and she's, like, standing at the doorway, and, like, Damon and Stefan are standing right in front of her, and she's like, you know, it probably seems selfish that I've been stringing you both along, but if I choose one of you, it's going to mean that I have to lose the other, and I've, like, lost so many people in my life that I can't deal with that. I can't, like, deal with losing one of you. So she's, like, pretty much echoing what, like, Klaus was saying earlier in the episode. Um, And they both, like, kind of look at each other, and Stefan, like, quickly, like, changes the subject. He's like, um, okay, thank you. Uh, call you from the road, TTYL. Yes, because they're going to go on a road trip to dump uh, Klaus's body in the ocean. Because that's what they're always talking about doing to their enemies. Just dump their body in the ocean. That's yeah. what you do with a vampire. 
that's what Klaus said he was going to do with Alaric earlier. <laughs> yeah. But she goes inside and the Salvatores leave. They're going to, you know, run an errand. And Elena's very surprised to find that there's people in her house. Yes. So now they at the party having a great time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so Matt's there, Tyler, Jeremy, Caroline, Bonnie, and they explain that they're having a victory party because even though Alaric's still out there, they've defeated Klaus and he's been such a pain in their ass and a threat to them for so long that they need to like take the moment um, to enjoy life and like celebrate the fact that they defeated him. Yeah, it's been multiple seasons of the show that they've been trying to get rid of Klaus and they have succeeded finally. And somebody yes. mentions that it was Caroline's idea, because of course it was, to have a party. Yes. Matt has not been in the episode this whole time, but he just shows up to be like, why didn't you invite me to the original killing party? I'm like a ninja. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, you did kill Phil, but you're not a ninja. Shut up, Matt. Yeah. I wouldn't take it that far. But after having a wonderful idea to have a victory party, Caroline has a terrible idea and gives Elena a tequila shot. When and nobody says she no just blood. lost a lot of fucking blood. Probably don't thin it out with alcohol, with hard liquor right now. That's and what I said to Mike, like when we were watching it. I was like, no, that's a horrible idea. She lost too much blood. But she's just concerned. Oh, Jeremy, I don't condone this. Like, it's, at least he's not <laughs> yeah. smoking the weed. I know. Taking marijuana tablets. <laughs> they do a nice cheer to a Klaus free life. Mm-hmm. And then we get yet another hilarious scene over at wow. uh, the Lockwood Manor. Yes. So we have Carol Lockwood answering the door and it's Sheriff Forbes that arrives. And she's like, hello, Carol. And Carol's like, a lark has called a council meeting. And shit just goes haywire here. Yeah, there's all these extras with no lines who are apparently the Founders Council. Like, who the fuck are these people? Is this just, like, the second cousins of all of the founding families who haven't been murdered yet? They chipped in or something? Yeah, I don't know. They've outsourced the council responsibilities <laughs> to some locals. But there's this scene that's, like, it's an Agatha Christie novel. Like, he's gathered them all in the drawing room, and he's like, J'accuse Sheriff Forbes of having a vampire daughter. And Mayor Carol Lockwood's son, part vampire, part werewolf. And everybody dramatically gasps after everything he says. Yes. It's so silly. (laughs) Alaric. And then he's like going on about how like they were supposed to be part of the founders or yeah, part of the council to protect the town. But they're actually just making it easier for their children to like kill people and commit crimes and like cover it up. And what's her name? Liz is just, like, not having it. She's like, OMG, we gotta shut this down. This party's over. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And I'm like, well, nobody else is allowed to speak lines because they'd have to get paid more. But, like, that would be pretty shocking if you were just, like, on the council and had no idea what the fuck was going on. Like, why aren't they more doing more than gasping? They're just like, (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) What? anyway it cracked me up yes i feel like any other episode that would be like the cliffhanger of the week but there's like three more scenes i know and just shit keeps getting like 
This episode starts off at like an eight and it just goes like up to like a 15. I knew you were going to say 15 somehow. I don't know. Maybe I'm psychic like Bonnie, like season one Bonnie. You are. I'm impressed. (laughs) So first thing we see is the Salvatore is on the road. Uh, They have, I believe, a coffin with Klaus's body in in the backseat. Are they driving a hearse? Like what's going on here? Because Damon like fondly pats the coffin and is like we did it bro let's like feel excited about our victory he's very feeling very caroline about it yes he's like we won and stefan's like yeah i guess we did and then damon says uh, yet another buffy reference once more with feeling which is the name of the famous musical episode of buffy oh even i know that there's a musical episode of buffy in which people are suddenly spontaneously bursting into song and spilling all of their deepest secrets and then occasionally spontaneously combusting. Whoa. And there's a singing and dancing demon who has a whole song with the line, once more with feeling in it. It's a very good episode. (laughs) But yes, they have to have done that on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I know once more with feeling is a phrase like in the world, but come on. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're having this, like, really cute brother moment, and they're, like, agreeing that they make a good team, and they get quiet for a second, and I forget who says it first. I Stefan. Stefan. Yeah, so he's like, listen, Elena's going to eventually have to pick, and when she picks, I'm just going to leave town and, like, let you two be happy together. Yeah. He's like, yeah, if she chooses you, I'm out of 5,000. Yeah. And Damon's like, she's probably going to dump both of us. Like, come on. Have you ever seen a sitcom before? <laughs> Which always makes me think of Ugly Betty, where she had to choose between Henry and Gio, and she really should have chosen Gio. But then she chose herself and went on a road trip and went rock climbing with a bunch of motorcycle lesbians. Which could have Hell been yeah. its own choice, but I was very incensed because I loved <laughs> Gio. Anyway... That made me laugh. That was very breaking the fourth wall. Like, we, we all know that when there's a love triangle, the the one choosing has to choose themselves in the end. Yeah. yeah. Or else we'll upset half of the fans. <laughs> but Damon reluctantly agrees that if she chooses Stefan, he will also leave town. So whoever doesn't get chosen is going to skedaddle for 60 years or how, however long Elena manages to stay alive. And then they'll be brothers again. That was such a weird thing to say. I was like, oh, cringing when they said that. Because then it like brings into like stark relief this, the whole thing about like a vampire and a human being together. Like, this is such a small percentage of your life, and you're going through all this shit and turmoil about it. Yeah, but it's like okay, I'm gonna go on vacation, and when I come back, our girlfriend will be dead, and we can live for like a thousand more years and yeah. party it up. Cool. It's very weird. And then you think about, like, 90-year-old Elena with, like, 22-year-old Stefan or whatever the fuck. And you're like, oh, that's going to be... Which one of you gets to empty Elena's colostomy bag? Yeah. Good times. Congrats. (laughs) But knowing Elena, she'll be dead by 30. Yeah, that's true. Although she is the main character of the show, so probably not. (laughs) But they're both pretty chill about it, and they're like, Elena's great, isn't she? Yeah, I love that girl. Yeah, she's pretty special. Sure. Uh, she heads into the room with open paint cans 
to inhale some fumes on top of the alcohol-thinned lack of blood in her body. Oh my gosh, girl, she needs to go to health class. Jeremy is painting the trim around the windows, and they agree that they hate this room, and Elena has to give a whole big speech about why she doesn't want vampires to die, and she doesn't care if that makes her a bad person. Yeah. She, like, names every vampire she knows, and she's like, if if I want them alive, then that doesn't make me a bad person, blah, blah, blah. And Jeremy, kind of apropos of nothing, is like, oh, hey, what happens if Alaric, like, wins and all the vampires die but then he's like my work here is done and he kills himself and then you die that would suck <laughs> right yeah like <laughs> and then like i i just feel like the show like interprets that as like exactly what's going to happen i don't know it was so weird but then he's like i'm gonna go take a shower bye <laughs> uh he says he's not gonna let elena die like he's not gonna lose her but then he leaves her unattended for 20 seconds and she fucking straight up passes out and starts bleeding from the nose into a spilled pile of paint like right under her face wow did i say pile of paint why am i always saying pile of liquid on this show (laughs) i mean you do kind of have a pile of paint because it does kind of pile on top of the other paint because it sticks together and it is very viscous viscous. whoa jinx whoa and that's the end of the episode it was a cliffhanger. There was cliffhangers upon cliffhangers. It was a cliffhanger within an enigma within a cliffhanger. It was. Poor Elena. Oh my god. Predictions no thought... for the season finale. I, I have no fucking Explain clue. to us what's going to happen next week, please. Alright, let me think. I have to try and remember everything that just happened in this episode to even try well, and Brian Walters is going to come back from the dead and kill everybody, as we all know. Our favorite character. And he Brooke and Darren will, will help shout him. Out. Yes. So, I feel like... I don't know. I, I So much just went on that I'm like trying to even just like wrap my head around it. So I feel like something must have to happen with, like, the council and Mayor Carol Lockwood and Sheriff Forbes and Alaric and that whole council meeting bullshit. I'm hoping that, like, the ta- like the town doesn't go and kidnap, like, Caroline and Tyler, especially now that they're, like, happy together or, <laughs> you know, we know that I'm not a big Tyler fan, but I don't want to see that happen. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's definitely going to be something there. Elena, I don't know what the fuck, like, I hope that she's not dead. I don't think she is. I wouldn't be surprised if she just, like, wakes up next episode and everything is, like, fine and they don't really, like, go into that much detail about it. Just, like, yeah, girl lost a lot of blood, but she regenerated it (laughs) while she was passed out in the paint fume room, drunk on tequila. She's a doppelganger. drops of blood left in her body. Doppelgangers apparently count as supernatural beings, so she she should get some kind of powers out of that, right? Yeah, hopefully. But I think that something bad is going to happen with Bonnie. They didn't just drop all of that, like, dark magic, like, upset the balance with human hearts (laughs) for nothing. Um, So I feel like we'll probably see something happen there, and hopefully it will negatively affect Jeremy. And not bother too much. <laughs> yes. From your lips to God's ears. Hopefully, hopefully. 
But yeah, I mean, also, I guess on the Stefan Damon front, I'm curious. I think that we'll potentially see some sort of decision because they were hinting at the fact that she had to make one so frequently. But <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Probably all of that does not happen or all of it does. <laughs> no comment. No comment. I'm so excited for you to see this episode. I, like, really wanted to just watch it right after I finished this one because, like, on Netflix, it jumps to the next episode of Vampire Diaries so fast. You yeah. have, like, three seconds to turn it off before mm-hmm. it just dives straight into the next episode. Turn it off! <laughs> turn it off! <laughs> Could have got you like Brian Walters! <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. Line of the season. Yes. Line of the season. Stitch that on a pillow. Oh my god, I would love it. <laughs> All right, well, I can't believe we've already made it. Just one episode left, the best episode. Yes, but before, but first we have to do our segment. So yes, I'm going do. to ask you first, Claire, who you want to punch this week? I want to punch fucking Jeremy Gilbert. What else is new? Yeah. Like, I haven't even thought of it until this moment, but it just Uh came to me as easily as breathing. (laughs) Like, we always have a day without vampires. I'm not going to take off my ring. I don't care if it makes me a serial killer. I love my sister. Yeah. It's like, he, like, doesn't say anything in this episode besides, like, complaints. I agree. And also just, like, yet another instance of jeremy potentially dying and it just gets snatched right from under our noses i know that was a tease kill him kill him who do you want to punch beth i support your decision um it's definitely the obvious choice but i have to pick alaric yeah just with the whole caroline torture like almost everything else like Everything else was bad, but that was, like, especially bad. The way that he tortured Caroline and then, like, tried to, like, psychologically manipulate Elena into, like, killing her best friend. Like, that is some truly evil shit. And I know that it's evil, Alaric, but if this person was in him all along, I am just very disappointed and mm-hmm. grossed out. Yeah, fuck I'm that so guy. sad. He's not a yeah. fun villain. He's just a, like, you go away villain. Yeah, like, Klaus is a fun villain because mm-hmm. he's a catty bitch that lives for drama, but <laughs> yeah, Alaric has, like, no nothing redeeming in this iteration of him. Alaric would never say, just between us girls. He would never. He would never. He's just growling threats to everybody. Yep. Trying to do a Batman voice or something. <laughs> good choice, good choice. Thank you. So on the other side of things, who you want to high five? I'm so excited to finally get to say this without reservations. I've been wanting to do it for weeks and weeks. I'm going to high five Rebecca. Nice. Nice. She was only in the episode for like the first few scenes, but she was feeling very sad. But she was able to like have a really nice conversation with Caroline and then she made the wise decision to leave town and she stopped waiting around for Klaus. She was like, I'm going to make my own decisions. I'm going to live my own life. I'm going to make this smart choice and get the fuck out of here and fuck all of yeah. you. Fuck Mystic Falls. Fuck my family. Bye. And I yes. 100% support that. 
Good job, Hell Rebecca. Yeah. You took care of yourself finally. Excellent choice. And it's like she and okay, Caroline yeah. have been kind of played off of, of each other. Like, oh, the two like blonde cheerleader girls have to hate each other. But then they were kind of friends for like five seconds. And I liked that. I know. They had that like nice exchange about how they felt sorry for each other because of the people in their life that were <laughs> turned or dead. Yes. Yes. So who would you like to high five? Hmm. I think I picked this person last week, but it was more of a pity high five. <laughs> but in this case, it's going to be like an actual high five. Um, I got to pick Bonnie because mm. she's the one who just immediately figured out like everyone's way out of this mess because things were looking grim there for a second before Bonnie got there. And she's like, listen, the witches made me do it, but there's got to be a way out of it. And then she just, like, figures out what to do. She's like, oh, it has to be, like, the desiccation spell. And, oh, I'll get over my bullshit with my mom, like, to ask her back for help with the spell. And, oh, like, I'll do all of this dark magic in order to save my friends. And she's just super, super badass. And Mm -hmm. she always gets the short end of the stick, like we always talk about. But she really rocked this episode. She was on top of things. She's very competent. And she didn't kiss Jeremy Gilbert, even though it seemed like it was going to happen there for a second. Yeah, I can forgive her for reviving Jeremy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he would have revived anyway with his ring, so. She was just yeah. trying to prevent a serial killer being born. That's what I'll tell myself. Yeah, see, another good thing that Bonnie did. Uh, speaking of Jeremy Gilbert, why are men? Mm, why are they? I had one thing that uh, I actually wrote down. I never write anything down for our segments, but when Alaric calls Damon to tell him to go save Elena from Klaus, he says, Klaus figured out that if Elena dies, I die. And so he's going to kill her. And I was like, excuse me, Klaus didn't figure out shit. Elena figured it out in front of Klaus. Stop giving him credit for these detective skills. Elena did one smart thing in her life. She figured out one logic puzzle. <laughs> Give her the credit she deserves. Wow. Ugh, I didn't even pick up on that. I didn't until the second time I watched the episode, but I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, 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 honey. Ugh, that that was right. Elena. Good job, Elena. <laughs> no, men are always like taking credit for women's ideas and things that they figure out and they do it like it's second nature and people don't even notice that it's happening like me when i was watching the show it's like they just figure that they have to be telling the truth they were at a meeting at work and elena was like what if we x'd the y to raise profits and everybody ignored her and then klaus was like i think if we x the y we might make a lot of money and everybody's like oh my god klaus you're a genius yeah great idea buddy i want to x all the y's when can we start xing the wise <laughs> yeah so that was just a sort of throwaway moment but what else happened this episode with men yeah i mean there's of course klaus treating elena like a literal like non-sentient blood bag yeah just being like in order yeah, to like procreate i will steal her away and kidnap her just to like have her blood it's chill whatever yeah and just with klaus in general Like, even though he's not using Elena in, like, a sexual way in order to, like, have his hybrids, I feel like it kind of has, like, creepy undertones of, like, using Elena to, like, procreate and create a family. Mm. And, like, that's the only thing that she's, like, 
really good for like to Klaus like he has no interest in really like spending time with Elena or like you know being friends or even enemies like he just views her as the doppelganger and as a means to build up his hybrid army and has no qualms with just disposing of her life essentially when he has what he needs from her yeah elena is chattel and klaus is like one of those quiverful people (laughs) he's like i need to milk as many uh children out of this cow as i possibly can yikes for jesus and then he ends up with like 16 of them no thank you pass and i feel like with evil Arik, like he was trying to like mess with the salvatores and klaus in this episode but all of the like direct violence and like fuckery was towards women and he was like really going yeah. hard on the emotional warfare on the women. Like he was torturing Caroline, but also just like shaming Elena, telling her her parents wouldn't be proud. Then he busts into uh, the Lockwood Manor and is like, these women are hypocrites. Like he's really going hard on the women for being like morally bad. He just wants right. the men to die for being evil. But he's like, but these women are worse. These Jezebels like, Elena's the worst of them all because she fucks vampires. Like, yeah, it's all very creepy. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it like reminds me of the line that he says, like when he's talking about wanting to murder Caroline, he's like, Elena, you do it or else I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it hurt. It's like, I'm not just here to like kill. I'm here to like make you suffer. Yeah. And you see that with, like, Elena, with Caroline, with the the Founders Council. Um, that's a really good point. I missed that the first time around. But... Alaric's really Mending letting my... his uh, patriarchal light shine with this new alter ego. Yeah. He was God. holding it all back e- all this time. Evil Alaric, the worst of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's Jeremy's whole thing, like, not my sister. I'll defend my sister. I don't care if it makes me a serial killer. She's my sister. I have to yeah. protect her, even though she's older and more competent. No one will defend her. Or what does he say? No one will defend her. We'll like fight I harder for her. Oh, fight harder for her. But I also judge all of her sexual decisions. Yeah. And I'm also a weenie. <laughs> so it's not true that I will fight harder for her at all. Yeah. But I really think that, like, some men just, like, say shit like that, like, even though they don't mean it and Mm -hmm. can't do it. (laughs) They're like, I know from media and the world that I am supposed to protect anything with boobs. Yeah. Because that makes me a man. I can't be a man if I'm not infantilizing a woman somehow. Right. I can't be a man if I'm not protecting something. Yeah that didn't ask for my protection (laughs) yeah nobody asked you jeremy go go to your room go to your room (laughs) all men go to your room i'm sick of talking about you yes why are men complete perfect (laughs) (laughs) we wrapped it just in time for uh one more episode of this season yes (laughs) we're like uh elena we put all the pieces together we did. We solved the logic puzzle. If Alaric dies, the patriarchy dies. Kill him. Wow. Kill him. Yes. Ow. I hope this doesn't mean that when Alaric dies, Elena dies. 
Well, I didn't think about that. that. Yeah, that's what they said. Like, their lives are bound. So if one of them dies, the other dies. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just, like, one way. Like, if Elena mm-hmm. dies. Their oh, life Esther. their life forces are like this. I'm doing an intertwining oh fingers gosh. hand gesture. Wow, that just dawned on me. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no. Wait, so what's... Okay, so now I feel like I'm looking at the future episodes with a new... With a new lens. I'm mm. curious. I'm curious. There's a whole world of shitty possibilities for yeah. our friends. Oh, wow. But let's not dwell on that. Let's uh, talk about something no. fun. Who should have done it? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I have an answer already, which is not going to be a surprise. It should have been. I think I know your choice. <laughs> so go ahead. Caroline and Rebecca. Oh, okay. That's I officially I ship it. Yes. Oh, I'm curious to see what you thought I was going to say. But, like, just that one scene left a big impact on me. I'm like, we've never seen these characters have anything but spite for each other. But all of a sudden, like, Caroline saves Rebecca's life without a thought. Like, they're being nice to each other. This is what I've wanted for both of them this whole time. Somebody who is not some fucking man who's, like, manipulating them or judging them. Like, they're two badass ladies who have been fucked over time and time again. And I ship it. They should just say, fuck men. We're not going to fuck men anymore. We're going to fuck each other. Good. I dig it. Like, I, like I don't that believe one. that you can turn gay, like, by force of will. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if anybody could do it, it's Caroline and Rebecca. Yeah. And all vampires like are bisexual, so. I think so. Yeah. After a certain amount of time, you want something new. I know. Yeah, you're not just going to live for a thousand years. Like, even the gay vampires are trying het stuff after a hundred years. Like, what the (laughs) hell? Yeah. Good choice. I like that one. (laughs) So I thought you were going to say Stefan and Klaus. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That would have been a good one if there was not so much beautiful sapphic energy earlier in the episode. Yes. I feel like Stefan looked very wistfully at Klaus after he, like, desiccated him or whatever. He was Um, literally holding his heart in his hand and, like, gazing into his eyes. So, I, yeah, I do see why you would think I would say that. Yes. I'm not going to pick that because I feel like that is cheating now. But also, (laughs) like, there was not a lot of sexiness happening in this episode. Um, I'm not picking Tyler. (laughs) No. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not picking Tyler. Um, I'm going to pick two of the random extras uh, from the Founders Council. Um, I feel like there was a lot of tension brought to that meeting, (laughs) and they are in a whole new world now with corruption on the Founders Council. The very people they're trying to protect the town against have infiltrated the families. So they're talking about some end of day shit over there. So they're probably going to want to uh, have some relations before things go really south. So that's who I pick. Yeah, there have been some uh, dramatic revelations and they need to fuck about it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I like it. (laughs) What are their names? Oh, gosh. Um, Clayton and Penelope. I love it. I ship it. Clayton and Penelope. OTP. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that brings us to the end of our segments. It's been such a long and strange journey to get to this penultimate episode, and I'm very excited to cover the season finale. It's going to be a very special week on this podcast. Yes. 
if you have anything you'd like us to discuss, any questions, comments, concerns, you can always mystic follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries or on Facebook at the Vampire Diaries Diaries. We're also on Instagram. You can find us at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. Or if you want to send us some sort of long form communication, we also have an email address, the VD diaries at gmail.com. And we received a really amazing email from a listener this week um, that we would like to share a little bit of. So Laura reached out to us after listening to our episode uh, on what was that episode called? Um, <laughs> the one where Alaric's in, in the, we know these things? Yeah. The one where Alaric's in the basement uh, trying to fall asleep. We had talked about the fact that he was given Moby Dick as something to put him to sleep. And neither of us has read Moby Dick because who has the time, but Laura wrote in <laughs> to share some really important information Uh she says, I wanted to share some insights on Moby Dick. Most importantly, it is shockingly gay and it's fantastic. Wow. And, you know, that's the best way to hook me is to say something's gay. So I would like to do a dramatic reading of this passage that Laura has quoted for us because it is amazing. Uh, so I like to just to picture this. Alaric's in the Salvatore dungeon. He's feeling a little uh, upset about his life and everything that's happening. And he's like, okay, Damon picked this literature for me to read. He sees that one page is dog-eared. And he's like, oh, what's this? And there's a a highlighted paragraph. Oh, I wonder, did Damon uh, pick this for me? Is this important? And he reads, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze all the morning long. I squeezed that sperm till I myself almost melted into it. I squeezed that sperm till a strange sort of insanity came over me, and I found myself unwittingly squeezing my co-laborer's hands in it, mistaking their hands for the gentle globules. Such an abounding, affectionate, friendly, loving feeling did this avocation beget that at last I was continually squeezing their hands and looking up into their eyes sentimentally, as much to say, oh, my dear fellow beings, why should we longer cherish any social acerbities or know the slightest ill humor or envy? Come, let us squeeze hands all around. Nay, let us all squeeze ourselves into each other. Let us squeeze ourselves universally into the very milk and sperm of kindness. Would that I could keep squeezing that sperm forever. Wow. They're going to squeeze themselves into each other and... They're going to drink that milk and sperm of kindness. And whatever you said about the globules, globules, <laughs> that was very gay. Oh, my God. Uh, there are further passages quoted in this email that are, like, even more emotionally gay. Like, somebody makes a man his wife. They're gazing into each other's eyes, sharing beds. Like, it is hella gay. So thank you so much, Laura. I had no idea. And I will never speak ill of Moby Dick again. Yes, this was such an amazing email, too. It totally made my day, and I think I read it, like, six times. I loved it. Yes, so uh, thank you so much. If you have any interesting information on anything that we've even touched upon briefly in an episode, we would be so delighted to hear it, because we always want to learn new things, especially if they're gay. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And I think that's all we have to say. Yeah, I think that's it for this week. Oh, yeah, rate us and review us on iTunes or whatever. Yes, that helps us a ton. We love reading the reviews, whether they're good or 
I actually really like reading the really bad ones. When we first started, they used to hurt my feelings. And I was like, how could anyone think that about us? But now whenever we get a really bad one, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Well, the great thing about our bad reviews is that they're always from people that, like, I want to hate us. Yes, it's like exactly it's our like, thank you. You're audience. responding correctly to this for who you are. <laughs> right. If you so, want to be called a pasty white man, do not listen to this. <laughs> yes, please. Please carry on. Oh, my God. And uh, with that, we hope you have a wonderful week out there. We hope you squeeze each other's sperm or whatever floats your boat. <laughs> And uh, if somebody jams their fingers into your chest, I hope you have a very nice desiccation nap. Don't drink after you've lost multiple pints of blood. PSA. He's a ripper! Mozzarella.